0: You're tuned in to The Barrage let's, uh, let's Sports show. You guys ready? Tell me when y'all ready. Wait, are we, hold on. Are we on Amazon yet? I mean, are we on? on. Man, I don't see the...
1: Hey, no.
0: I'm not in. I don't see it on no, no. mine. Yeah, I don't see What am I doing? I gotta get on my app. Huh? No. Hold on, let me get to that.
2: Go to the calendar and then go to live.
0: I'm in the app now. I'm in the app.
2: Three.
0: Hold on, hold on. I'm in the app. What do I got to do to be I on? I'm about to
2: start the room, so everybody's in the app. I got to start it first. Yeah. Okay.
0: Then it's going to pull you in. Three, two, one. Oh, good. Go to my, go to room. Hit that. Yes.
1: Action, unmute your mic. Uh, unmute your mic. Yeah, I was just
2: gonna
0: say my mic is muted. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Three, two, one, Yo, what's up, everybody, out there in radio land, podcast land? The barrage sports shows in full effect. I'm one of your hosts. Mike B, and I'm here with my son. Mike Burr. Mike Burr's in the building. We got April T, the super producer on the ones and twos. How you feeling today, April?
2: I'm feeling fantastic.
0: Okay, good, man. We got a good show for you guys. Let's just jump right into it. Let's talk about the NBA. Because the all-star season is upon us. You can start voting right now. I hope you guys have gone out to NBA.com and start voting. So... Let's just talk about the All-Stars and who we think are the top players. Maybe we'll do like awards. You want to do that, Mike Burr? Yeah, let's get it. Okay, so you, you'll start it off. Let's start off with our mid season awards because the All-Star game is kind of near the season. April T, we're going to just talk about some players that we think are at the top of the ladder, top of the list. Then we'll chop it up about the All-Star game and get into some other stuff. So Mike Burr, hit us.
1: Yeah, so let's let's go ahead and start with the MVP. Okay, I think we got a lot of a lot of new candidates, a lot of new interesting faces that could potentially win the, the MVP. You know, a couple guys you see, even though his team isn't very good, Bradley Beal is dropping thirty three a night. He is He's leading the league in scoring, shooting a high percentage. Uh, you got Steph Curry. He has the he has the Warriors in the playoffs as if the see if it were to start today. True. You know, a lot of people thought they would be down when Clay was out, but he still has them competing. You got Damian Lillard, Dame Tom. Embiid. He's been balling. You got uh the Joker, you got Giannis and the usual faces like LeBron, Kawhi Leonard, uh, and then the Nets got three different MVPs on their
0: team. So <laughs> So who you like then? If you if you're doing since we're doing like a mid-season awards show because it's near All-Star, who do you like for, even though technically it's not mid-season, we just jumping out there a little early, who do you like right now at this point as the MVP of the league? I got to go with the big fella, Joel Embiid. Mm. Okay. Dropping okay.
1: 30 a night, 11 rebounds, three assists, a block and a
0: steal. And... If you look at the standings, guess who's in first place in the East? Yes, Philly. Philly's Philly's first place, eighteen and seven at this point.
1: They, I think, I think they got the right coach for them. I think Doc Rivers is instilling that toughness, that mental toughness. They're competing on both ends of the court, and he's bringing out the best of Embiid. We always knew he could do this. We always knew he could be the best player in the league, and I think he's
0: showing it this year. Okay, I, I think that's a good pick. I mean, you can't deny it, but I'm gonna go with. The other guy on the other end of the spectrum, they have the best team in the West. Matter of fact, they're the best. I mean, the best not team, best. Yeah, I guess say team and best record in the NBA. Mm. I'm going with Donovan Mitchell. Ooh, I'm going with Spider Man because right now he's the best player on the best team. He's averaging 24, four rebounds, five assists, and they're 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 on top, man. At 20, at this point, they're 20 and five. And they've been they've been rocking and rolling, man. In their last 10 games, they're nine and one. So I'm going with Spider-Man Donovan Mitchell's my MVP right now. What about you, April T? Who are you feeling right now as MVP if you were choosing a day?
2: I think I would have to go with none other than LeBron.
0: okay. Okay. <laughs> he's averaging okay. about
2: twenty-five points a game, and then he's doing about eight assists, eight rebounds. And guess what, y'all? His team is winning, and they're going to go to the championship again.
1: Uh, I mean, that's the that's the obvious choice, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's amazing that LeBron at this stage of his career, man, at his age is still an MVP consideration. So I'm, I'm feeling you on that one, April T. You know, I think all the guys we picked right now are right at the top record-wise, stat-wise, and, you know, they could all do it. So what? who do we – pick as defensive player of the year. I mean, that's all always a kind of tricky one. But who's playing the best defense right now in the NBA? Mike Burr? Hit hit me with that. Who you like for defensive player of the year right now? You know, that's that's a great question. Uh
1: I think you got you got some usual faces. I think gobert is, is playing excellent as usual. Uh you got Clint Capella. You got you got a couple guys, Jared Allen and Cleveland. You know he's not getting a lot of TV time, but he's been he's been playing well on that end. Yeah, but I gotta go with my man AD. Mm. I think Anthony Davis. He's having a by his standards he's having a down year offensively, but he's really upped his intensity on a defensive end to make up for that. Uh, he's averaging about two blocks a game, a still and a half, and you and more most importantly is the eye test. When you watch him, he's just dominating both sides of, of the court, and especially on the defensive end. You know, having a big that could switch, play off our positions, great shot blocker, can play the passing lanes. And most importantly, if he if he gets a steal or a big play,
0: he'll convert it on the other end as well. You know what, man? I, I can't argue with that. I think he's the best defender too. Um, I would have to pick him as well. I like A D. Just because, like you say, he's so versatile, so multi-talented. And he really picks up a lot of slack for LeBron. LeBron is playing good defense this year, but the kind of anchor of the Lakers defense is Anthony Davis. So I think I would go with him too as right now being a defensive player of the year if, we, if we're if picking early.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, it, you know, just dominating. Like you said, he's that anchor for the Lakers on the defensive end. So, so up next, who
0: you got for a rookie of the year? Oh, that's a good one, man. You got to come back to me on that. I can't, I can't really, I don't know who I think is rookie of the year right now. There's so many you, guys. You know who it is. Who? LaMelo. The GOAT. Better than Steph Curry already. Who? <laughs> LaMelo Ball. Mm, so you like LaMelo? LaMelo. LaMelo, he- but you know what? LaMelo is making a big splash. Um. You got to, you know, and, and you you kind of, you didn't know if it was going to be hype with him because mm-hmm. the way his brother played, you kind of thought, well, maybe he's not going to be all of that. Maybe he's got a lot of hype around him, but he actually can flat out ball, man.
1: Yeah, and the, and the big thing about him, you know, it's some other, it's some other rookies playing well, you know, you got Wiseman with the Warriors, uh, you got Anthony Edwards, you got, you got some other guys that, that are in the conversation, but. Lamelo has the excitement factor. He does. You know, he, you know, at least with him, you're gonna get at least one highlight every night. You know, he's exciting. He's fun to watch, and, uh, and you know, the Hornets are a fun team to watch right now. He really brought some life to
0: that to that franchise. He did. But I think I gotta go with Wiseman though. Ooh, because I, I like the fact that they they plug that big man in right away, and like you say, Golden State has been a very pleasant surprise. Um, nobody thought that they would be in the hunt and especially, especially the way things happened last season, they had the worst record in the NBA, but he's right now he's 12, six with almost a a block per game. And he's not really playing that many minutes. They, they limit, they're limiting his minutes and he's still been effective. Like when he's on the floor, they're a different team. So I like LaMelo. But I got to go with the big fellow Wiseman because I think he's exceeding expectations. And he's a starter. You know, LaMelo, I think they just moved him into the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. But they started the young fella right away. And he's been doing a great job. And as a seven-footer, man, you see his potential is off the charts, man. He can move around. He can get up and down the floor. He can step out, stop and pop. Um, he's really good around the basket. So right now, if I was picking... I would go with James Wiseman of the Golden State Warriors.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's not a bad choice. You know, he he definitely has a potential, and you know that's going to be scary when Clay comes back. They they got a legit big three, and you know, of course, Draymond too. So they're going to have that
0: four, those four All Star caliber players again. Yeah, and I'm just liking what Golden State is doing, man. They're showing a lot of uh, a lot of grit, you know. When um, Clay Thompson got hurt, they could have just mailed it in, but they showing you why they were a championship team, man. They're playing real hard, and they're exciting to watch, man. Curry is Curry is letting people know that we must have forgot, because I <laughs> saw uh, a segment on like one of the shows, ESPN or something, and they was naming like the top guys in the NBA, and I couldn't believe they didn't even name Curry, but he's showing like y'all forgot, man, what I do and uh he's showing that you know it's not just because he's in a great system or because he had a lot of great players around him he's individually one of the best guys to ever play the game of basketball for sure for sure all right and we got we got one more okay
1: most improved player yeah and you know it's, it's a lot of guys hooping this year uh but one guy to me really stands out. Who you know, he went he went to a new situation. He went from being a role player, a rotational guy, to now, you know, he's on a the team. They're not they're not winning very much, but he has more of an opportunity and a bigger role. Okay. He went from dropping twelve points a game mm-hmm. to dropping twenty four.
0: Okay. I'm Doubled curious. his
1: points. He's balling this year, plays on both ends. You gotta go with Jeremiah Grant for this one.
0: Oh, Grant from the uh, left Denver,
1: and now he's at Detroit. Yep, yep, yeah. He okay. he really upped his play. You know, he got more minutes, uh, and now he has an opportunity to show everything he could do. And uh, you know, he's an excellent defender from his his days from the Nuggets, and he's averaging uh, twenty four five and four. So mm. those are impressive All Star caliber numbers, and uh, he's really taking advantage of his opportunity.
0: Yeah, Grant is a good player, man, and I, I think that is a great pick. I have to go with Julius Randle the Knicks. Ooh. Right now he's averaging 22, 10 and 5. Mm. 22, 10 and 5 and he's almost averaging a steal a game. So, I'm just loving what Julius Randle is doing. He's not they're not getting a lot of hype, but you know, to to play that type of ball, 22, 10 and 5 and the Knicks are 11 and 15 now they you know, a few games under 500, but right now they're the number nine seed in the, in the East. Nobody saw that coming, so they're fighting to, you know, be a playoff team. And Randall's been their best player. Man, he's been very consistent. They brought in Derrick Rose, and Rose is gonna add a little pop because they need a little bit of veteran play. And we know how how comfortable Rose is with Thibodeau. A lot of people forget that when Rose got traded from the Bulls, he went to the Knicks. Yeah. So this is his second stint with the Knicks, but I would have to go with Julius Randle, man. as my um as my most improved. Yeah, that's that's
1: a, a good pick as well and and the Knicks, you know, I actually I like what they're doing. You know, they're a couple years away from really competing if they continue to make good decisions, but you know, I like that they're bringing that kind of toughness that, you know, the Knicks have been known for when they were successful. You know, they were the the most violent team in the league. right? So they're bringing that back with players like Julius Randle, a coach like Thibodeau, you know, players like Derrick Rose that play with that toughness. And, uh, you know, they're competing. They're scrappy.
0: You know what, man? Since you brought up Rose, I know I'm finna switch gears, but, hey, it's a podcast. This is what we do. Um, Speaking of Derrick Rose, what team would you like to see Derrick Rose play for Mm. to get a ring because I think being the youngest MVP in the history of the NBA yep. rookie of the year, he was a four time all star in three years. Then we know he had the the very bad injury. So what team would you like to see Derrick Rose ultimately go to? So he could get him a chip. Cause I, I think it just wouldn't be right. If Derrick Rose leaves the NBA without a chip, mm. I want to, I want to hear from you and April on this one, man. Cause that's our homeboy.
1: That's a that's a good question. You know, you know, what what he brings to the game, you know, being the youngest MVP, being from Chicago, uh, you know, you definitely you just one of those players you root for. You know, you wanted to see him get a championship. And uh, you know, like I said, I think the Knicks are a couple years away at best. So I would like to see him end up with a championship team at some point in his career.
0: But for who though? Who though? Hmm. You I know think, what? I think I know what you're going to say. The Nets. Whoa. Add another one. Bang.
1: <laughs> oh. <Wow. laughs>
0: oh, man. That would be a lot of star power. You surprised me with that. I, just, I was thinking you were going to say the Lakers because you're a Laker fan. But yeah, you said I, I, I knew Nets. that would
1: be too obvious. I had to, to switch it up. But wow. they need they need some scoring off the bench. They need some energy. You know, they had a, a lot of firepower in that starting five. But the bench unit isn't as strong because they traded a lot of those good players away. So you bring in Derrick Rose, you know, he could be six of a year and really help carry them to where they want to be. And I wonder
0: if he went there, they would have four players who was MVP. Wow. I mean, three players. I'm sorry. Three players who were MVP. I wonder mm-hmm. if that's uh, ever been done. Yeah, that's. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think that would have ever happened before. What about you, April T? What would you like to see your, your man, Derrick Rose, go to a homeboy from the shy?
2: I would like to see him go to a team that needs him, where he's going to get a little bit more playing time. Okay. And I think he should go to the 76ers.
0: Oh, wow. I think Ooh. they need the help
2: right now. Um, So I think that should be the place he go. If he goes to the Lakers, they already have their structure in place. They don't necessarily need him. He won't get that playing time. But I think to ensure to get his stats up and to kind of still make it to the playoffs, I think he needs to go to team like 76ers. That
0: would be cool, too, because a lot of people don't know Doc Rivers from the west side of Chicago, yep. Proviso West. So, you know, that'd be a little connection back to the shy. And uh, Philly would, I think Philly would really embrace um, Derrick Rose, you know, because they had um, Allen Iverson. Now you get another dynamic point guard like Derrick Rose. I think that'd be a lot of fun. And I think he would compliment yeah. um, that team really well.
1: Yeah, that's a really, that's a really good pick. I think him and Embiid in a pick and roll would be scary.
0: Yeah, they would be, man. You know where I would like to see him go? Milwaukee. Oh, Milwaukee. Giannis need that ring, man. You know, the fact that he committed and signed the extension and he's like, okay, I'm staying here. I'm, I want to get it done here in Milwaukee. I would love to see Derrick Rose come back into the Midwest, hook up with the Bucs, same division as the Bulls, and um, bring that chip to Milwaukee. Because I want I want Giannis to get a chip as well. So not only would I be rooting for Derrick Rose, I'd be rooting for Giannis, man. Because that young man is dedicated. He wants to win a ring. And I like the fact that he ponied up with Milwaukee saying, look, I'm not going to go... And and try to go to a super team right now. I'm gonna do this thing right here where I started from, and I think him and Derrick Rose that'd be fun to watch if they brought that chip back to the Midwest.
1: Yeah, that that would be dynamic, and he may be the you know that added weapon that they need to to you know put them over the edge and and finally get out the East.
0: Okay, let me ask you another question. Who's a player right now? We just talked about Derrick Rose. A few players. We don't have to talk about a lot of them but just a few players you could think about that's currently in the nba that you would love to see win a ring before it's all said and done
2: Mm. i know i'm kind of throwing
0: you with one but just think about it who would you like to see get a chip that doesn't have a chip right now
1: oh well uh, well, i'll say the first name that comes to mind you know we already talked about derrick rose i'll Uh say so the second name i'll say jimmy butler oh wow jimmy buckets he got close yeah, real close last year. I mean, they well, they took them to six. So, literally, they could have won that series. They had a chance. Uh, but, you know, it was unfortunate they had a lot of injuries. It, it just wasn't their year. And, uh, you know, we we got to know him well, watching him in Chicago all these years. And one thing about it, he doesn't cheat the game. And you, you always want to see a
0: player like that, you know, get that ultimate goal. Yeah, I, I would love to see Buckets get one, Jimmy Buckets. You know what I would say? Dame Dollar. Ooh. I would love to see Damian Lillard get a chip, man. He's just been too good for too long. And sometimes because he's in the West, he, he doesn't get the votes for All-Star like he should. Yeah. Because, you know, when you're behind Curry and Kawhi and all those other names, you know, sometimes he's odd man out. But he's never odd man out because of his play, though. I mean, he shows you. He's big game. You know, he dropped the game winner against the Bulls not too long ago. Yeah. He, he drops game winners in the playoffs. And I would just love to see Dame Dollar get a ring before it's all said and done. What about you, April T? Who would you like to see get a ring that doesn't have a ring right now before it's all said and done?
2: I think that I would like to see Russell Westbrook get a ring. Oh, Just because really? he wants it so bad. He does. But he makes poor decisions like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going to the Washington Wizards. Yeah. Is, it's not looking too good, but – I do want to see him get that ring because um, he's such a great player. Yeah. And I think that he just has to be in the right environment, but he just has to find it.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, and he made it to the finals once. Him, James Harden, and Durant, they were young bucks, and they got beat by the Miami Heat super team with LeBron, Wade, and Bosh. But, yeah, that that would be a good one too, man, because he puts in that work, you know. Anybody else, Mike B, you would like to see get a ring?
1: Mm. Well the the only other person I can think of, but he, he retired already, but maybe he can come back is Vince Carter. Yeah,
0: that would have been nice for Vince
1: to see maybe he should he should do a comeback tour, just <laughs> join the Lakers, you know, ride the bench for a
0: couple of months right, and right. then try to get a, gotta get a ring. Yeah, get that hanger on ring. Might as well. Ain't you know? no shame in that. I'm trying to think another play. I think another play I would love to see get a ring is uh Mike Connolly. Um. Of the Utah Jazz. Mike Conley, he's been a steady player, an all-around good guy. Utah, I think, have a chance to actually win the chip this year. Yeah. And he was a big free agent pickup for them. You know, they wanted him. They wanted a nice veteran point guard. And Mike Conley isn't a big stats guy. He's not going to be a first-team all-star. But he's just been a solid, professional, good player in the league. And so I would love to see Conley get a ring when it's all said and done. You got anybody else, uh, April T, on your list?
2: I also would like to see Luca get a ring, but he's young, so I think he has ample opportunity to get one, but I would love to see him get a ring.
0: Yeah, Luca, the real deal too, man. Yeah, yeah. That joker can ball, man. He reminds me of LeBron. He plays like LeBron to me. Maybe not above the rim like LeBron, but his floor game is just excellent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about the All-Star game a little bit, y'all. So we got the All-Star game coming up. I don't think they know the date yet. But what do y'all think about this All-Star game? Because you know it was a little controversy about whether they should play it or not. I don't think Brown wants to play. What do you guys think about that? Like, what's your opinion on should they have an All-Star game? Because I guess they're going to have to bubble it. I heard they're moving it to Atlanta instead of Indianapolis. But what do you think about them actually going through and having the All-Star game.
1: Yeah, I I don't know about this one. Uh just because, I mean, of course I would love to see the All-Star weekend, but they did already promise the players that they wouldn't have one. Uh and now the NBA is is reneging on that. Uh and then you also have to consider you know, if if you're you know, with this COVID season, if if that's your, if you're really concerned about the health and safety You know, why have an All-Star Game in Atlanta with all the, you know, fun and and distractions and the hot wings that, you know, players have access to? Oh, yeah. And then, you know, a big part of All-Star Game is all the celebrity appearances, you know, having seeing Jay-Z in a crowd or, you know, uh, having the performers and and all the celebrities participate as well. So you either have to say we're not going to do that, which will make it boring. Or you do that and now you have a potential, you know, super spreader event. So, you know, I think I think it's best to, you know, stick with your original word and just, you know, uh,
0: you know, bring it back next year or maybe do it in the summer. Yeah, well, they're voting. So it's going to happen. What do you think about it, April T?
2: I think I agree with Mike Burr that this is not the year to have it. And I think that it being in Atlanta, you can't expect a whole bunch of. 20 and 30 something men to not enjoy the one city that's open.
0: Yeah. You're in Atlanta. <laughs> right. So a good point. I you're forgot. just
2: asking for people to violate the rules. And then that's going to impact the games after the all-star game. Cause there are going to be some players who probably more than likely will have to be quarantined just for safety purposes. Cause I can yep. not see someone go to Atlanta for a weekend and not enjoy Atlanta. They're yeah,
0: gonna <laughs> want those wings. They're gonna want them fresh. You know where you get the wings from in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. Well, what the NBA is gonna try to do, they're just gonna make it one night. You know how usually it's a whole weekend—Friday, Saturday, Sunday—to mm-hmm. limit the kind of cor- the the COVID, you know, kind of stand up a COVID protocol. They're gonna just try to make it one night. And let me kind of tell you what the voting is right now, because the voting goes through. February the 16th. So you still got five or six more days to vote as of this podcast. Right now, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, they're starters. Luka Donage is a starter. Harden is a starter. It's kind of like all the names you know. Bradley Beal, believe it or not, got a lot of votes as of right now. Ben Simmons got a lot of votes. Jimmy Buckets, Joel Embiid, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. So it's kind of all of the names you know. Yeah. All the major superstars. I think the only one that's a surprise right now is Curry. Um, Curry isn't among the top, you know, top ten right oh, wow. now when you do East and West, which is kind of surprising to me. But I think he'll come on late. And he's gonna he would make the all-star. But I thought he would have more votes. But those are your main guys right now in the early voting. So yeah, it's it's been controversial and LeBron being the Player that he is, spoke up and spoke out, but the NBA, you know, it's a business. It's a business. <laughs> they gotta so, get that that TV uh, money. They gotta get that TV money, man. AT and T is sponsoring it, the All Star voting. So, I think they had some financial, you know, financial obligations, and they just moved forward with it. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's how it goes. So, with that being said, how do y'all think this NBA season is going right now?
1: Uh, I think, you know, all things considered, you know, it's obviously different, you know, watching the games without the fans. And and, and some, you know, some stadiums, depending on where they are, are starting to have a limited amount of fans, and i will probably continue to increase. Uh, but in terms of the level of play, it's been exciting.
0: It has been, man. Uh,
1: it's been, uh, you know, the good thing about this season, you know, we kind of went through a period where, you know, it was just the Cavs and the Warriors or... It was pretty much LeBron versus whoever was the other top team. You kind of knew all season who the best two teams were. Right. But now it's all if you look at all 8 playoff teams, you know, it's good competition, you know, 10 teams deep in like every conference. Uh and and so it's going to be exciting matchups in the playoffs and every game has been competitive and interesting.
0: I think so too. And man, when I look at the Western Conference, Everybody has a shot to make the playoffs. I mean, Dallas is in the 13th spot, but they're 11 and 14. They're only three games under 500. Yep. So it's just saying sh- 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 even that low. Look, Oklahoma City is the 14th seed out of 15 teams in the West. They're 10 and 13. Yeah, just so just below 500. They're just below 500. So Golden State has the eighth spot right now, but they're only 13 and 12. So the the team almost near the bottom, the Oklahoma City Thunder, they're 10-13. and 13. They're only three games back of the eighth seed. So it's so much parity in the league, man. Yeah, and,
1: and like you said, the Mavs are the 13th seed right now. And that, that's a team with two all-stars on it. True. And a bunch of, you know, that's a high-quality team. They were in the playoffs last year, and they're 13 right now. That just shows you the level of competition. And And it's not just the West, though. You know, look at the East. The Miami Heat, the the defending Eastern Conference champions, they're tenth place right now. Right. Uh, you got and uh, the teams above them. You know all the talent you see. You see Atlanta's having a great year, the Hornets having a great year, uh, the Celtics and Philly, obviously the Bucs, the Nets. So it's so many exciting teams. It's not going to be a, a bad matchup in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I think I think these playoffs, these these players are going to go at it, man. And it's a lot of young stars that are emerging now, that they aren't afraid, man. They don't have that respect where they're just gonna lay down for the old, the old head guys. They are gonna mm-hmm. come right at them, you know. And so that's why the league, that's why the league has been so exciting this year. You know, Bradley Beal is leading the NBA in scoring. You know, James Harden is leading the NBA in assists. So it's just different things that we never saw before. Clint Capella's leading the NBA in rebounding. So it's all new names at the top. Jared Allen is leading the NBA in field goal percentage. OG Ananobi of Toronto is leading in steals. Miles Turner's leading in blocks. So those aren't names you normally see. So it's kind of mixing up this year, man, where a lot of the players are stepping up. Yeah, and and one team I
1: want to highlight is uh, the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. You know they're they're right below 500. Trey Young's having a great season. You know they're young, they're playing. I think Rondo was a great signing, and somebody they've been missing that could put them over the edge and put them in that contending conversation is Bogdan Bogdanovich. Mm. He's been hurt this year. He was he was their big signing from last year. He had a great season. He, they were looking for a one two punch in the backcourt, which, which obviously with how good Trey Young is playing, so. It's some it's some wild cards where you say, hey, maybe this team can really make a run for it this
0: year. I think so. But you know what's been amazing, man? Steph Curry still has the most threes in the NBA. He's <laughs> just amazing, man. He has 121 threes. He's leading the NBA in threes. The only guy in NBA history to have 400-plus threes in a season. And it's just amazing that a guy can just shoot like that. He's a video game player, man. When you watch him, sometimes he looks like he's just chucking the ball up, but it's money. Yep. And I'm just I'm just amazed that coming back from an injury, that he can just step right back in and lead the NBA at three point shooters made. I mean, it's just crazy. And his three point shooting field goal percentage is still 50%. That's wow. just that's just bananas, man. He is literally the best three-point shooter in the history of the game. Um, shout out to him. He just passed Reggie Miller for number two, and he's coming for Ray Allen number one. He'll be catching that soon because he only needs, like, I forgot, two, three hundred, just some number like that. So, man, he's just amazing to me, man. The way he's going, you might hit might that this season. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Just, man, he's just a video game player. And, and I just think he's showing everybody how good he is. You know, he scored 62 points this year. He had a 62-point game over Portland um, at the beginning of January. And he he just, man, people must have forgot. Like I said, I watched a segment on ESPN or something. They picked the top 10 NBA players at the beginning of the year. Nobody had Curry on their list. And I'm like, what are they doing? To me, Curry has to be number three. I would go LeBron one, Durant two, and then I would have to go with Curry. That's just Mm. how I feel. Wait, wait, I don't know about that. (laughs) I got to go with Curry, bro. So,
1: Curry, you taking Curry over over Harden? Yep. Over Giannis? Yep. Kawhi? Yep.
0: AD? Yep. Wow. I would put Curry as the third best, man, because he's a franchise guy. He revolutionized the game. Before Curry, you couldn't just stop and pull up from anywhere, especially on a fast break. You couldn't shoot a three on a fast break. True. So he revolutionized the game. First unanimous MVP in league history. He has three rings. He's been to the finals five times. To me, he's number three. I will pick him over AD, Giannis, all those guys. Wow. Um, What about you? So who will be your number three? Who will be your top three?
1: If I'm picking right right now for this season, I I would have to say, you know, even though you know he's had his, his struggles in the playoffs, I still I still gotta go with Giannis uh, to be because I'm looking at both ends of the well, court. Well, who's your
0: first two though?
1: Oh, uh, same same. I will say LeBron and KD. Um, LeBron being one, KD being two. But then I'll put Giannis at the three. Okay. Because uh, you know I think it's about both sides of the game. You know Curry. As great as he is on offense, and I agree with everything you said, he is a liability on a defensive end. Yeah, he's
0: not a defender.
1: And it's the game like is two sides, so I would personally give Giannis an edge if I was picking, but, you know, it's no disrespect to Curry. You know, he's a, he's a great choice for number three, and I think he's definitely top five.
2: Yeah, I would have to probably go with definitely LeBron is number one. Okay. Then I would have to do Steph Curry and then KD.
1: Okay. Dang, so Steph we got better the same than Clay, list. Or Steph, Steph better than KD? I
2: would. Hmm, I think so. Wow.
0: wow. You just can't say that and not say nothing.
2: <laughs> I mean, just look at. Look, the Warriors team isn't what it was a few years ago. And Steph Curry still putting up those same numbers with not the same type of help. Klay Thompson is hurt. KD's not there anymore. They traded some other key players. Um, they decided to move on and he's still just dropping buckets. So right now he is better than KD. Yeah.
0: Well mm. this season he definitely is. Yeah, but that's you know, that's that's a good Mount Rushmore, man. But this that, that this has been real exciting season, man. And we want to talk to all our winners out there. You know, we got a shout out from my cousin JR on the on the on the on the comments. He said some really cool stuff about the Super Bowl, and about the NBA. He thinks that the finals is going to be the Nets versus the Lakers. So, again, we always like to shout out our winners. We told you, you get in the comments. We can get you on the podcast. So, JR, thanks for for commenting about that. But I want to just hit up the Super Bowl. I know I'm switching gears a little bit. We got to talk about it a little bit. Um, It wasn't. The Super Bowl, I thought it was boring.
2: Be. Yeah, actually, boring. yeah.
0: Tampa, because Tampa just dominated. Chiefs didn't have a chance. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as you all know, won thirty-one to nine. Chiefs didn't score a touchdown. We're not going to labor on it long because they've been talking about it all week. But just give us a quick commentary about what y'all think about the Super Bowl. What y'all thought about it? I'll
1: let, I'll let April start this off. I have
2: one word. What? Boring.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it was uh it wasn't the game anybody expected. I don't think anybody saw blowouts. I saw some people say, you know, the Chiefs would blow out the Bucks, but you know, nobody saw the Chiefs only scoring nine points. And you know, what could what can be said already, you know, that hasn't been said, you know, Tom Brady's the GOAT. And yeah. if if he wasn't before he definitely is now. He's just, To me, he's just extending the lead. Seven rings.
0: That's, that's incredible, man.
1: And I think the craziest stat is that Brady has seven rings, right? Yeah. He has more rings right now than any other franchise in the NFL. Yeah, that's true. The Steelers have six. The Patriots have six, which Brady gave them all six. So right now today, he leads the NFL – in rings more than franchises that have been around for like a hundred years.
0: That's crazy, man.
1: It doesn't even seem real. Uh but I think I think the Chiefs, you know, they I think I think we'll find out who they are now. You yeah. know, they you know since Mahomes took over, they just been winning, 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 blowing everybody out. You know, they never lost by double digits. They never had a single digit scoring game. And this is their first one. It just came at the worst time. Right. But I think, you know, I think it's like a wake-up call. They got to be prepared because they play sloppy. Uh, they didn't seem ready. Mahomes seemed kind of off from the beginning. Yeah. They made a lot of mistakes, and you can't make mistakes when
0: you're playing against the GOAT. But the officials, though, and I want to kind of throw <laughs> something out there. If you were Kansas City Chiefs fans, they got some tough calls at key times. Maybe it's just me. I don't know if everybody else saw it but it seemed like the officials, though, was kind of shortchanging them on a few ticky-tack calls, and they were key calls.
2: But they always do that when it comes to Brady. Mm. So, I mean, that's something you have to expect as the opposing team, especially when you're going against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl.
0: That that Brady's going to get the calls?
2: Yeah, he's going to get the calls, yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, I I agree. Like that's that's a part of being prepared. Right. Uh, You know, the coaches before the week, you got to say, hey, look at his past performances. Look at his past Super Bowls. This is nothing new. You know, you have to expect that. But the thing you can't have if you get a couple penalties, you saw players start to yell at each other, blow up on the sideline. You got to stay composed, play within the, the games, the ref, how they want you to play, play the game, how the refs want you to play it. And uh you know, and realize, hey, if that's how they're calling it, we gotta adapt. you know that's part of being prepared too. Yeah, that is. Uh, but you know, because we know we always know they're gonna the calls were gonna be slanted for, for Brady. I think I think that wasn't a surprise. Yeah. And you would have a bit more of a point if it wasn't 31 or 9. Like if you lost 29 to 31, it was a close game and they made a bad call at the end. Of course, but if you get blown out, nobody nobody wants to hear about the refs. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, that's a good point. You're right, but you know what? Like I say, I don't think anybody's ever gonna break Brady's record because. Yeah. And again, I, we had this conversation before, but I'll say it again. Number one, he's a phenomenal talent. You know, one of the great throws of the football. But we know the Patriots did a little janky cheating. (laughs) You know, they were videotaping a little bit early in the career. Deflating a little bit. Yeah, they're deflating the ball a little bit. You know, the the call against the Raiders that started it all, Brady clearly fumbled the football, but they made up a rule on the field that his arm was moving forward, but it really wasn't. (laughs) So that's why I think it's going to be impossible to beat that record because not only do you have a phenomenal talent, you had some jankiness going on. You had a little bit of the official love. And then you had luck like the, you know, Seattle Seahawks had them beat and they decided on the 1-yard line to throw a, a slant pass right in the heart of the defense. <laughs> like stuff like that just doesn't happen. So that's why I think nobody's going to ever catch Brady cuz you're going to need like about 5 or 6 different factors to get there.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm switching my stance on this uh, you know, cuz before the game, I, you know, if Mahomes would have won this, then he could have, you know, 2 to 6, you maybe could catch up. But now it's 7 to and 1. Yeah, and I winning 7 championships is going to be tough uh for all the factors you said and and uh and and, and then the other thing is Brady's not done. Yeah, that's a good point. He's coming back next year. They're they're probably the favorites right now to to win it again. They're definitely, to me, the best team in the NFC. So he might win eight, maybe nine, maybe ten. Oh, my goodness. And
0: who knows how long he's going to keep playing. That's Will Chamberlain's 100, man. I, I like. I don't know if we're going to ever see anybody in the NBA score 100 points. I don't know if anybody's going to ever catch what Brady does. Maybe not in our lifetime. It's just one of those records that, he, I think he's just putting it way out of reach, man. Yeah. yeah, and and that's the thing; it's still
1: being written. It's like they look; they have a legitimate chance to repeat. And at the you know everybody's saying, oh, you know, he's getting old, but he doesn't look old. He looked he he looked younger than Patrick Mahomes in that game. Well, I think <laughs>
0: did he, you? I agree. Let me ask you this: But did they? And I want to know. I want to hear April T's opinion on this first. Did they settle the who's? Who was the man, Belichick or Brady? Is that settled now? Or is that still a debate?
2: You know, I that's a good question. I I don't think you can take away what Belichick has done with the Patriots. Um, but it certainly strengthens the argument in favor of Brady, but can he do it again? Because talent's gonna follow Brady wherever he goes. True. Yeah, they you were know, stacked. They were stacked. So Belichick was able to do that with Brady, and he didn't have it wasn't the team wasn't necessarily stacked each time. Okay. So I I think you can't take away what Belichick did, you know, and all and what he did that he wasn't supposed to do. So I think that's a it's, that's a tough question, but I don't want to take away from him because to keep that momentum going for all those years, yeah, um, he could have been the one who helped Brady get that eye of the tiger. So I can't say.
0: Mm, what about you, Burr? Belichick it, or Brady, man? Who Who's really the responsible for New England's dynasty?
1: I mean, I yeah. think it's obvious at this point. You know, I, I, got, I got a stat for you. So you want to know Belichick's record without Tom Brady? What? 51 and 65. Mm. Losing record. I think he even got fired. Uh, from the Browns, I think his that, record with Tom Brady, yeah. hundred and thirty-six and thirty-nine. Dang,
0: that's crazy! But,
1: but Brady's I'm, record. well hold on. Brady's okay. record without Belichick, fifteen and five in a Super Bowl. So, okay, okay. and to go to go to the Bucks in one season, you take a seven and nine team, flip them into the Super Bowl champions. In one season, no off season because of COVID. I mean, I think it's obvious. It's it's the Brady way, not the Patriot way.
0: But but I thought but, in there. I mean, they did add Antonio Brown. They did add Gronk. They did add uh Fournette. Those the three guys they added were the people who scored in the Super Bowl. And why did they come there?
1: Because Tom Tom Brady called up Antonio Brown. No other team would take him. Even even the uh. The Bucks coach said in the offseason he wouldn't sign Antonio Brown, but then when Brady gets there, Antonio Brown's there. Gronk will only play for Tom Brady. He came out of retirement. Leonard Fortunet signed with the Bucs because of Brady as well. Yeah. So even – so now that makes you question even some of Belichick's, you know, he's always got credit as a GM. Maybe some of that was, hey, I don't really care for to if I who I play for as a
0: coach. Maybe they came – to the Patriots to play with Tom Brady. Yeah, you're probably right. And you know what? I love what Tampa Bay did. It ain't rocket science. Those were probably the three of the best guys just sitting out there. <laughs> so they went and got them. Like, yeah. As yeah. Bear fans, we know the Bears would never do that. Yeah. Because right now the Bears are trying to get Carson Wentz, man. Yeah. Carson Wentz, who, who hasn't, let's be honest, man. He had one pretty good season with Philly. hmm But he didn't even finish that season. Got hurt. Right. Nick Foles took over and got him to the Super Bowl, but because he started off, I think he was like eight and one. He had a really good record. So he got rewarded with a big old contract. And ever since then, it was straight downhill. He got benched this year for Jalen Hurt, right? hmm. And now the Bears want him. I just don't I don't understand it, man. Yeah,
1: it, it doesn't make any sense, uh, especially, you know, Deshaun Watson is available for trade. Uh, you know, even Aaron Rodgers, he's unhappy with the Packers, it seems like I don't think he'll leave, but hey, I will put in a call. And then if you're the Philly apparently wants two first round picks for Carson Wentz. So it's like if you're going to give up a first second round pick, you might as well, you'll be better off just drafting a quarterback uh, or getting somebody that you know is actually good. And then but the biggest thing is, Ms. Trubisky is actually better than Carson Wentz.
0: See, now I agree with that, man. And that's why I don't understand. Why will we go backwards? You, you, you make, you took a big gamble to move up to be number two in the draft to get Ms. Trubisky. Okay? Now, to correct that error, you go out and get a guy with a giant contract who had two bad seasons to replace him. So you get somebody even worse to replace him. He's older, he's been hurt. I just don't get it. Yeah, he has a, a long injury
1: history. He threw fifteen picks last year in, in only twelve games. He didn't even play a full season. Took fifty sacks. He gets hurt every year. And Mitch Trubisky is is actually a better quarterback right now today than Carson Wentz. And so he has more upside. More upside and you can get him for way cheaper. And I'm not I'm not campaigning for Mitch, but I'm saying it's no point in taking on a hundred million dollar contract giving up draft picks to get him
0: and he's not even an upgrade. I agree, man. And again, we not we're not hating on, on Carson Wentz, man. You know, I wish him well. He's not yeah. that old. He can he can still, you know, salvage his career and and maybe maybe make something of it, but I just don't think he's the right fit for the Bears, man. I just hope that we don't go that route. Cuz Carson Wentz only been in the league since 2016, so it's not like a, you know, he he's an old dude. But I just don't. I just hope the Bears don't do us like that.
1: Yeah, he could. He could still turn around. But yeah, I agree. That uh, that would be, uh, you know, they already made a mistake getting Mitch in that draft, and then now you correct it by <laughs> making it <laughs> an even bigger mistake. Uh, you know, especially when you have Deshaun Watson available for trade, you have a chance to make it right because you should have drafted him anyway. So go ahead and make that happen. Uh, or just draft a, qu- a quarterback. I don't know how
0: that's going to go either, but I'd rather take a chance with a rookie. I agree. Well, it's been a great show, man. It's been a real good podcast. We want to say to all our peeps out there, we're on every social media platform. Now we're on Clubhouse. You can jump in. After the show, we're going to talk to you live. So hit us up on Clubhouse. Check us out. And then if you stay on after the show, you can talk to us live in in person. So we are on every social media platform, and if you if you comment, as you can see, we give you a shout-out, and we call all our subscribers winners, man. So, yep. Mike Burr, what else you got to talk about? Anything else you want to talk yeah, about? Yeah, it's a
1: great show. Uh, you know, we had a great, well, kind of boring end into the NFL season, but, <laughs> but now, you know, back into the NFL or back into the NBA, and uh, it's going to be fun. April T? Yeah,
2: so um, I do want to share something. Something that it's rumored that will Russell Wilson request a trade next season. Oh, wow. Because he went on the Dan Patrick show uh, on ESPN radio and he said he's tired of he feels like he gets hit too much and he wants direct say so and who comes to the team now, which is unlikely for Russell Wilson to, to say something mm. negative about the franchise you know he's that poster child for like an NFL player and he's he sounded frustrated on the show so does he want out of Seattle
1: wow that's that's interesting I'm surprised you know he went on radio to talk about that you know I you know that's something that could be handled behind closed doors but you know maybe that he he tried to handle it behind closed doors and now he's airing them out mm. uh, that's what it sounds like so that's interesting. So. And,
0: and, and check this out, man. Russell Wilson, now check this out. Russell Wilson has been sacked 394 times in 144 regular season games. Now check this oh, out. Wow. According to ESPN Stats and Information Research, that's the most in a player's first nine seasons since the 1970 AFL NFL merger. Wow. So he's been sacked more than anybody ever. So you can't blame a man, you know. That sounds like some frustration, and he's been Superman. If you watch Russell Wilson, man, he's like a one-man team sometimes. But you can't blame him for taking that punishment, and he's not a big dude. Yeah, he's not a big dude at all. He's yeah. only five eleven. Yeah, they—they've
1: you know it's—it's it's a, a common theme that they don't have a, a good offensive line there. And, uh, you know, you don't, you know, if you're paying a quarterback that much and he's that
0: talented, you
1: definitely got to protect them. Um, So, yeah.
0: Yeah, so I like it, man. That's a good, that's a good, uh, good stat, April. I think they need to do like they do with a lot of the top league quarterbacks now. It's time to put some money into the offensive line.
2: I agree. That's all that I
0: have. All right. Well, hey, it's been a great podcast. Hit us up in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. We had a good one. We're going to stay on and, and, and talk some more on Clubhouse. So if you want to jump on Clubhouse, ask them some questions live in effect, please do. But we want you to subscribe. We want you to share. We want you to check us out on social media. And as we always do, Mike Burr, drop the beat.